Welcome to the Internal Therapy Podcast, where we combine physical therapy and internal medicine to help you prevent disease and injury. I am Samuel Soto, doctor of physical therapy, and I am with my brother, Joseph Soto, a physician. Today, we will be discussing the Wim Hof Method and the thousands of people who have benefited from it. So, Joe, last weekend on Saturday, you and I attended a Wim Hof workshop in Bayside. And uh, just t- tell us a little bit about your experience there, what you expected, what you knew about Wim Hof, and you know your experience doing the entire uh, workshop there. Yeah, Sam, it's great to be back on the podcast. Uh, we, were, we have a lot of things to talk about, a lot of exciting topics. But yeah, I think you know what I knew about Wim Hof was that he was a very well-known international figure. Uh, he's very... Um, well-respected in the realm of cold exposure and deep breathing. So we, I knew a little bit about him. Um, you guys recall we did speak about him during the psychedelic episode. Um, but my expectations were not, not that high. Uh, I just wanted to see what it was all about. I had heard about the, the method that we'll talk about. But overall, I thought it was an amazing experience. I've never done something like that before with the deep breathing Mm-hmm. and uh, how it induces your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. And um, and then the finale of, was the cold plunge, which we'll talk about as well. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not expect it to, for that to have gone down like that, but I thought <laughs> it was a great experience. Yeah, the water, the guy said that the water was supposed to be about 40 degrees Fahrenheit, but the water in the in the ice tub ended up being 35 degrees, so... It was definitely a shock to get in there. Uh, we'll talk more about details about what actually went down during that workshop. But I want to do a quick introduction on the Wim Hof Method. So if you guys go to uh, WimHofMethod.com, uh, you can find out more about it. So, But basically, in the simplest of terms, r- right from the website, the Wim Hof Method is a way to keep your body and mind in its optimal natural state. And they say that for most of our evolutionary history, you know, we've had a lot of stress, acute stress. Uh, you know, we've had sub-zero temperatures. We've had howling winds. Animals trying to attack us like wolves. And all of these acute stressors kept humans sharp. It kept us ready. It kept us alert. It kept our bodies, uh, you know, ready for action, uh, which is good. It's good for us. But like they, like you say, we fast forward to today, 2023. And our phones are exhausting our brains while the rest of our body stiffens up because we're sitting in chairs, we're in cubicles for 8, 10, 12, 13, 14 hours a day, driving to work, being in traffic, being stressed out, not knowing how to relax. And the Wim Hof Method is a way to restore our mind and our body through three pillars. And these three pillars are very simple. They've been around forever. However, we have lost sight of this as humans. We've lost sight of what's important. And what's important is breathing, cold therapy, and commitment slash mindset. The first pillar of the Wim Hof Method is breathing. We're always breathing, but we're unaware of how we're breathing. Have you ever thought, is there a right way to breathe? Right? And there actually is. Most people now are actually chest breathers and mouth breathers. Breathing in through our mouth, right? Being stressed out. Breathing in through our chest making all of our muscles in our neck extremely tight. And we forget that the primary muscle of breathing is our diaphragm. And our diaphragm is located right 
under the rib cage. So if you guys are out there listening to this podcast, put your hands by your rib cage and I want you to take a deep breath in and then breathe out. There you go. Joseph, tell me where you felt that. Did you feel it more on the outside? Did you feel it right where your hands are? Did you feel anything at all? Um, no, I felt it in my hands. Well, this might be because hands. we're already biased because we, we, we already know how to breathe. Exactly. So I think if you tell if so, this is the thing, Sam. If you tell if you tell somebody in the in the in the public, oh, can you just take some deep breaths for me? What is the first thing they're they're gonna do? Or with their mechanics, they're gonna breathe from the chest. That's what you were just talking about, right? This expands first and not the abdomen. Mm-hmm. That's completely wrong. That's what Sam was just explaining. Because yeah. we live in a society where we're all stressed constantly. We're stressed. We're we're in a state of fight or flight, we're in traffic, we're on the desk being, being yelled at by the boss that you don't like, we're, we're, we're always in, in a state of, of, of tension, muscular tension, the muscles are getting shorter, hamstrings are getting shorter, everything is shortening, but the diaphragm also shortens, that diaphragm muscle atrophies, that, that's a medical term that means it gets smaller, so that's why when people breathe, they breathe through their mouth, not through their nose, and they tend to overcompensate with their chest muscles. But that's actually completely wrong. You're actually supposed to breathe from your diaphragm and your chest is supposed to rise slightly. But it's not, it's not, it's not supposed to be all chest and no, and, no, and no abdomen. And that's because that muscle has atrophy. So, yeah. and as Sam will talk a little bit more about, um, that's what the Wim Hof method is about. It's open, waking up that muscle again, telling your body, you know, this is the proper way of breathing. And we'll talk a little bit also about the physiology of breathing, acid base, uh, oxygenation, all those things as well. Yeah, so we're supposed to be breathing. 80% should be coming from our diaphragm. So if you take your hand and you put one on your chest and you put, put one on your belly and you take a deep breath, first of all, you want to breathe in through your nose. So if you take a deep breath in through your nose... and breathe out through your mouth, you should feel the hand on your belly rise first and fill up your lungs with air. And the last 20% of the inhalation should be felt in your chest, like a pump handle action. And you wanna breathe out through your mouth. Guys, there's evidence out there showing that people who breathe through their mouth, people who breathe improperly, actually it changes the structure of your mouth. It changes the structure of your soft palate as we're growing up too, when we're babies, and we and we go we 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 go into to adulthood and 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 later on in life. If we keep breathing this way, it can actually make our teeth crooked. It can give us sleep apnea, asthma. It can cause sleep disturbances. We're not getting enough oxygen to our muscles, our tissues, our brain. If we're not fueling our body with oxygen through breathing, we're starving ourselves from something that's so important. Okay. And one of the instructors, I want to give him a shout out. His name is Michael Rodriguez. He was the Wim Hof instructor for the the workshop we took on Saturday. He was saying that, you know, we can be, some people can be many, many days, 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 maybe even weeks without sleep. You know, you could be months without food. You could be about three days without water. But you can't be more than three minutes without air without oxygen before you collapse and die. So although on this podcast, we talk so much about nutrition, 
We talk about exercise. We talk about sleep. We talk about the harms of certain foods and, and the harms of, you know, social media and all these things that affect our health. You want to emphasize breathing. You want to make breathing a part of your daily routine and make sure that you're breathing properly. Because if you're not breathing properly, you're starving your body of oxygen, which is what it needs to thrive. Okay? So, Joe, if you want to go into a little bit more about breathing, mechanics, and how important it is, go ahead. If yeah. not, I'm going to go right into cold exposure. Yeah, yeah. Let me just, before we go into that. So, guys, as you can tell, breathing is very important. Um, if you don't receive oxygen for three minutes, you're, you're dead. And why is breathing so important? If you actually think about it, why do we need to breathe? Well, it comes down to two key molecules. One is oxygen. The other is carbon dioxide. When we inhale, we inhale oxygen from the environment. Now, why is oxygen so important? Because every single cell in the human body requires oxygen to create what's called ATP. ATP is a, basically, it's a unit of energy. It's like a $10 bill, a $100 bill. We need that for energy. So oxygen creates ATP. And ATP is what cells use to transport materials, to transport proteins, to, for skeletal muscles to contract when you go to the gym, for your neurons to fire. So oxygen is extremely important. Now, the other side of the equation is carbon dioxide. But why is that so important? Because the byproduct of oxygen metabolism, also called aerobic metabolism, is carbon dioxide. And the body regulates this very, very, very tightly. The brain, the lungs, and the blood, this bloodstream all regulate this. There's sensors all over the human body that senses your oxygen and your carbon dioxide levels specifically. So if, imagine we're in a state where we're not breathing correctly, we're not intaking enough oxygen. What's going to happen? Our muscles, our neurons, our immune system, which we'll talk about also, because it turns out that the breathing and immune system have a very important function and relationship. Meaning if you're not breathing correctly, your immune system is not 100%, um, or it's not working 100%. So carbon dioxide needs to be exhaled and it needs to be excreted uh, maximally. If that doesn't happen, you end up with muscle fatigue, you know, cramping, uh, mental fogness, brain fog. So you can start to see, guys, how important breathing is. And it really has everything to do with oxygen and carbon dioxide. Yeah. And later on, we'll talk a little bit more about the immune system and stuff like that. Definitely extremely important. And um, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, I'm going to make some shorts, some YouTube videos, you know, a quick little short video on how to breathe from your diaphragm, how to breathe properly. And maybe I'll, I'll add in some of the breathing that we did in the Wim Hof course because there's a different, it's a little bit different than normal breathing. You know, he has his own method. And again, guys, Wim Hof, he's a, he's a Dutchman. We call him the Iceman. He's very popular on YouTube. If you look up Wim Hof or the Iceman, you'll find documentaries on him. He's a, he's a fascinating man. He has run a half marathon in shorts, you know, in the Arctic. And uh, he's run a full marathon in extremely, extremely hot weather, I believe, in the desert uh, without taking a sip of water. This man has been submerged in ice water for, I think, over an hour and a half or more without his core body temperature changing. This guy was injected with an endotoxin. Um, I believe it was E. coli in a controlled setting. And he did not have any symptoms of being sick. 
And, you know, I'm going to, I'm about to ask a physician right now, Joseph Soto. I'm about to ask you a very important question. Okay. I want you to tell me the symptoms of E. coli. And I want you mm -hmm. to tell me what a patient would feel if they experience the symptoms of E. coli. Yeah. So E. e. coli is a, is, a, is a type of bacteria, very common. Um, there's a many ways to get this infection. You can get it through the food primarily, but there are other ways. But basically, if someone were to get infected with E. coli, that's actually devastating, devastating, completely devastating. You can actually become septic. Uh, in worst case scenario, you can go into what's called septic shock, which means that your, your blood pressure drops and the brain and the organs don't receive any blood. Um, and that's, that's fatal. So yeah, in normal, in normal circumstances, in normal humans, uh, they, they would probably die if they were exposed to E. coli directly in their bloodstream. Without any treatment, right? Yeah. Would, without any treatment. Yeah. yeah. So tell me why this man and uh, many other subjects who perform and participate in the Wim Hof method and are trained in the Wim Hof method. Tell me how he did not have any sickness. How, how did he not get sick? While being administered the E. coli, he performed the breathing. Why didn't he get sick? Well, it's because through breath work, through cold exposure, and through mindset, through these three pillars of the Wim Hof Method, you can hack your nervous system. You can hack your immune system. Okay? And a lot of the times we think of our immune system as being the protector of all. You know, it is what protects us. It defends us from pathogens and diseases like COVID-19. And, and E. coli and other infectious diseases. But the thing is, what's actually king and what actually protects us is our nervous system. Our central nervous system, made up of our brain and spinal cord, is what actually activates or deactivates the, the immune system. And if you can hack your central nervous system to shut down your immune system, you won't feel sick. And that's why I want to mention some studies that were conducted on cold ex exposure. They basically found that people who took cold showers were about 30% less sick than their counterparts who didn't participate in cold showers. Okay? So this is a way to hack your nervous system to prevent diseases, to decrease stress, anxiety, depression, to increase alertness, to increase uh, you know, feeling good, just feel, overall feeling good during the day and having high levels of energy. Okay. Because guys, in reality, we cannot keep consuming exogenous chemicals like caffeine. We can't keep taking six espresso shots during your shift and thinking that it's going to give you energy. And then you crash and you feel like crap afterwards. Through breathing, through cold exposure and mindset, this is a way to get it from the inside out, not from the outside in. And when you get it from the inside out, you're increasing your dopamine, noradrenaline, and endorphins, your feel-good hormones, and you don't crash because you get that spike of noradrenaline and dopamine, and it dips a little bit, and then it lasts throughout the day. And the effects of this, the effects of breathing and cold exposure can last up to six days, okay? It's not coffee. It's not drugs. It's not you know, Monster and, 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 and Gatorade and whatever else people drink nowadays, C4, pre-workout. Guys, enough with this pre-workout. You think, you, think, you think our ancestors had pre-workout before they went on a hunt for, thir for, for 100 miles to, to get food for their family? You think they had C4 pre-workout? They didn't. Mm. 
We have to breathe. We have to feel. We have to breathe. We have to take cold showers, okay? We have to have this hormetic stress that we've talked about in our podcast. Right, Joseph? What is hormetic stress? Tell us. Yeah. So hormetic stress is basically any, any insult that you expose the human body to in short bursts. But they have, that, that also have a beneficial impact on the human body. So what do I mean by this? What are some examples of hormetic stressors? Like Sam was just saying, cold exposure, ice baths, cold showers, exercise is actually a very well-known, uh, very well-known example of hormetic stress. That's something that we don't think about as being hormetic stress, exercise. Uh, meditation is actually considered uh, hormetic stress. So there are many examples of this. Um, but with cold being one, one very important thing. And I just want to ask something, Sam, before you continue. That's a very good point that you made about uh, cold. So for most of human history, human beings did not take warm showers. So this is actually a relatively new addition to our, 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 our state of being human beings. So most of our, if you think about this, guys, uh, all the presidents that were born in the 1700s, like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, none of those people took warm showers because there was there was no technology that, that allowed for that. They all took cold showers. Everyone took cold showers throughout human history. Um, this is something that's very recent. And, um, you know, there are still parts of the world that people still don't have warm showers. They, they just take cold shower, whatever whatever temperature the water is at, that's, the, that's what you're using. And yeah. I think that's something that our society is is missing, is where we become too comfortable, mm-hmm. and that we're gonna get into that also. But it's I think it has to do with the comfort comfort zone. Um, we're, we're not our mechanics are off, our breathing mechanics are off. We're not being exposed to enough enough hormetic stressors, which is what our ancestors were exposed to. And this is this cold. All this cold research is coming out. We've, we've, we've been doing this. It's just that now we had the science explain it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, very uh, interesting. Guys, stop listening to your brain. It's not, it's, that little voice in your head is not right. It's not always right. Okay? You, just because you're comfortable, you want, you know, you want warm coffee. You want to be in a warm, in a warm car when it's cold out. You, you, know, you want to put the heated seats and then you want to drive to work and put the thermostat on 73. And then you want to go home and take a warm shower. And you want to eat warm warm food and everything is comfortable. And, and God forbid you have a little bit of, of stress or, or anything uh, of uh, hormetic stress because you say, oh, no, it doesn't feel good. I don't, I don't want that. My, my, my mind is saying that I don't want that. Oh, cold shower? I don't want to take a cold shower. That's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Big deal. Who cares? I mean, who cares if you're uncomfortable for a little while? Your brain does not care. You you need that. You will feel so much better afterwards. You think everyone wants to go to the gym at, you know, at any given time? You think you want to go to the gym at any given time? No. But you do it and what happens after? You feel better. You think I want to go into 35 degree water? None of us that day wanted to do it. It was about a group of 14 of us. We were going to go into the, into the cold water. Nobody wanted to do it. Like, oh, I really want to be in there. When you go into the cold water, everything about your mind and body is saying, get out of here. What are you doing here? And you start to breathe like this. <sighs> right? You guys ever go into the beach on a summer day or in the, or in the fall? 
maybe like September, October, like Jones Beach, and you know it's freezing. You don't want to go in. But after you stay in for a little while, your body starts to adapt. And if you start to breathe, you start to calm down. And you send calming signals to your brain through your parasympathetic nervous system, through your diaphragm. And that tells your brain, you're safe. You're okay. You can stay here. So that was my experience with the cold plunge. I got in and I could not catch my breath. And I'm going to link a video of it here. But I could not catch my breath for the first 20, 25 seconds. And the instructor helped me out. He put his hand out. He said, just look at my hand, breathe, focus on the breath. And after 25 seconds, I was fine. And I felt great afterwards. You know, I really did. And, you know, the benefits of cold showers are are tenfold. You know, there are so many benefits. Reduced stress levels, higher level of alertness, more robust immune system, increased willpower, weight loss, guys. Research has shown that cold showers and just cold in general, in addition to increasing metabolic rate, it stimulates the generation of brown fat. Brown fat is a specific type of fat tissue that in turn generates energy by burning calories. So guys, if you want to lose weight, cold showers, cold exposure is another way to do that. All right. So cold therapy is the second pillar of the Wim Hof Method. It's great for balancing hormones from your immune system, improving sleep quality, producing those feel-good hormones like endorphins. And honestly, it's going to elevate your mood and give you energy consistently throughout the day without that crash. So, Joe, I gave you my experience with the cold plunge. Now tell me yours. Yeah, and actually, guys, I'm witness to this because I was there and I, I did see – I was actually getting a little worried because when, he, when Sam went into the cold plunge, the first – 10 seconds, I mean, he was hyperventilating. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> like he, he wasn't taking, he wasn't exhaling at all. It was I couldn't control inhaling. it. I couldn't control it. And it's crazy that eventually he just, you know, he just eased into it. He followed the instructor who was great. And he, he started to exhale and exhale and exhale. So, yeah. So, but for me, um, I'll be honest with you. I, the water was cold. Like it was... <laughs> very cold like the first five seconds it's like as if someone slapped you in the face like you're like like what 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 is this but immediately i was like okay i'm here all right uh i'm gonna start breathing the second i started breathing exhaling i felt comfortable uh yeah it was cold but i i I didn't feel like oh i need to get out of here like it was it it was cold but it it wasn't i i thought in my mind i thought it was going to be a lot worse than, than it was um, but no, it was a great experience. I think everybody should do that. Um, at some point, it's a very, 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 uh, interesting experience. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great seeing everybody there. You know, there were a few people who were like, you know, I'm not going to do it. You know, even before the course started or the workshop started, they're like, I'm not doing it. But that tribal, that group power, you know, humans are better in groups. You know, those individuals who initially didn't want to do it. And they saw everybody else do it. It made them want to do it. And they felt great afterwards. So I think, I think cold exposure is great. You know, the science proves it. You know, it's, it's really uh, it's starting to come out there in, in the literature. Um, but yeah, and the third pillar of the Wim Hof Method is commitment. And this is essentially the foundation of the other two. You know, the cold exposure and conscious breathing. So 
when it comes to commitment, it's a mindset thing. You know, we have to be patient with ourselves and dedicated and understand that when we're determined and focused, that's when you're really able to explore your, your body and your mind. And if you guys want to learn more about this again, just go to wimhoffmethod.com. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to link some studies in the description. We just wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about this method and how it's helped a lot of people, how it's helping me, it's helping Joe. And essentially it's just an alternative way, you know, to, to increase longevity and overall health instead of taking pills, injections, and, you know, coffee and other drugs that guys, it does not work long-term and it's only causing more damage than good. So unless Joe wants to talk about anything else, I'm ready to wrap it up. No, I think that was great. I will add one last thing uh, that if you guys are interested in how much cold exposure you have to do, it turns out that you need to do around 11 minutes per week of cold exposure to get the full benefits. Okay, this is all based based out of peer-reviewed articles, journals. None of this is taboo. None of this is uh, you know fake science. This is real science. There's actually studies being done on this. Um, I'll also say one last thing that the immune system actually gets stronger when you're exposed to cold. It has to do with the cytokines and the you know, interleukins. So basically, just know that when you're exposed to cold for a short amount of time, you're, you're basically, you're increasing the expression of certain interleukins that fight off infections. You're strengthening your nervous system, your willpower. And there are some parallels between meditation and cold exposure. It has to do with the, um, the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. They're all connected. So a lot of similarities between all those things. So yeah, it's definitely something to incorporate into your routine. Yeah, that's a great point. We forgot to mention we did the cold plunge for about 90 seconds. All right. So what I do, and I'm not telling you to do this, guys. We, you know, we, we have, you know, before you start anything, you know, talk to your physician, look at the disclaimer that we're going to link here. You know, we're not telling you to jump into to, to an icy river in Poland. You know, we're not telling you to jump into Niagara Falls. All we're saying is if you add maybe 60 seconds, 90 seconds of a cold shower or a cold plunge after, you know, taking a regular shower, do it every day, try to get up to like 11 minutes per week, you'll see the benefits, you know, so that's, that's, that's what works for us. happy to be back on the podcast and we thank you for listening see you soon